Welcome back to Be More Super, the podcast, where we explore the world of entertainment with celebrity interviews from your favorite movies and TV shows. So grab your popcorn and let's get to know these stars better and what really makes them super. We are brought to you by PropStore.com, where you can find your very own piece of entertainment memorabilia from screen use props to costumes. Now, here's your host, Brian Garner. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a real treat. I finally got someone super on the show from Titans Season 4 coming on the 3rd of November onto HBO Max and shortly after onto Netflix uh, in the UK. We've got Joshua Orpin. Joshua, welcome to the show, sir. Hi, thanks very much for having me. Um, And and as you say, you're a very aptly named podcast for me. Do you know what? It was meant to be. It was meant to be. And the reason why I called my show Be More Super was two things. One is to find out what makes, you know, actors and stars super. And then also my love of Superman, because literally I couldn't be more of a fan. I've got two little girls, one called Lois and one called Kara after Supergirl and Lois Lane. Um, So I'm... I am a massive, massive Superman fan. So to have you on the show uh, with all the amazing things that you're doing on Titans is just fantastic. It really, really is. So before we chat about the wonderful season to come, uh, the last two years have been quite a a dramatic two years, to say the least, worldwide with this pandemic. You know, how have you kept positive and how have you kept moving forwards? Um, as you say, you know, it was a very difficult time for everybody. I consider myself very, very fortunate. Um, we were just about to head off to shoot season three of Titans when um, the pandemic hit. And uh, really the worst that I suffered was that I was just locked in my house for a while. Um, I knew that eventually after the delay, we were going to shoot the season. So I had um, you know, some work coming up and I know a lot of people were going through a lot of emotional and financial stress during that time. But, um, I just consider myself very lucky because that wasn't the case for me. And really my worst, the worst thing that I had to put up with was just being a bit bored, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I, I really can't complain, but I, I, I am glad to be out the other, at the other side of it. And was you in Australia where you are now during the pandemic? Yeah, I was just at home in Melbourne and um, not sure if you're aware, but in Melbourne, we did have quite a strict lockdown policy a lot of the time. So we were dealing with that and um, my partner working from home and all the complications that kind of arise from that situation. But um, yeah, you know, (laughs) as I say, like, I really can't complain too much. A lot of people had it worse than I did. Mm. And Australia being very, very strict. I mean, everyone loves to watch that Border Force um, series on, um, you know, about, um, you know, the air- the airports. It's fantastic to watch. It really is. Yep. Is it true? I've I've got to ask, is that you're never more than 10 feet away from something poisonous in Australia? Is that is that oh, true? I mean... I don't know. I can have a look around for you. <laughs> no, if you don't. Like. I don't see anything <laughs> at the moment. I hope not. Um, I, you know, it's it's kind of cold. It's a little bit chilly at the moment, so I think I'm largely safe right now. It's usually summertime when it heats up a bit, where the snakes and the spiders 
kind of come out a little bit more. But uh, 10 feet, geez, that kind of, that reminds me of that um, you swallow eight spiders a night every, mm. every time you're asleep in bed. I've, I'm hoping that that's exaggeration. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, let's yeah, let's hope. <laughs> so let's talk about how this journey started for you, because how does someone, a boy from down under, you know, become Superboy? I mean, you know, was it a cast casting call? Did you have to fly over to the states? I mean, how did it all start on actually getting the role of Connor in Titans? It was remarkably simple. Um, I never had to travel anywhere. I didn't have to go to LA. Um, I did what's called a self tape. You may be familiar. It's basically, you just set up a camera, uh, in your house somewhere and you, they send you scenes and you film the audition. I had my, uh, my partner read the other half of the scene and send it off via email or whatever. And, um, yeah, so basically I did one of those and initially I wasn't sure what the role was. Um, a lot of the time for for projects like this, they come up with it's called dummy sides or they're fake scenes that are created for the purpose of auditioning, so that you're not uh, sending out spoilers, I guess. And the scene that I got was for a character called Ben, and they were interesting dramatic scenes, but they didn't really give away who the character was that I was auditioning for. So I was very, very curious. I did know it was for Titans though. So I sent that off. I was told that, you know, the tape was received well, which is always good to hear. Um, they liked the tape. And then I found out that it was Superboy and I was in the running and that was uh, very shocking and surprising. And I was delighted to hear that. Um, and also I became very nervous at that point. I was kind of starting to, you know, ask my agent, should, should I be doing anything else? Exactly. The kind of thing you were saying, should I be auditioning again? Should I apply to LA? What do you think I should do? And she said, no, no, just sit tight, just wait. And, um, a few weeks later they called me and told me that I got the role and it was really as simple as that. So that is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I mean, how much responsibility do you feel? having that s on your chest because it's a massive thing it really is it is and the, the significance of that is not lost on me and the legacy of that is is not lost on me it's uh initially it was simultaneously just a terrifying concept to me to be playing this character but but also incredibly exciting um and as, as the years have gone by and we've done more seasons and I've kind of come into, I guess, more of a sense of ownership over the role and I'm a little more comfortable with the character. I feel I know him very well. I've got a body of work behind me now. I've received, um, you know, the, uh, the, the responses from the fans, the various responses, and a lot of those responses were positive. Now that I'm in this place, I'm kind of feeling a little less nervous. I'm feeling a little less of that kind of just unbridled terror at the prospect of, of donning the S and living up to that legacy. Um, but initially, very much so, it was it was daunting, to say the mm. least. I mean, we're used to seeing quite a standard sort of su Superman on our screen. So when we see Connor, it's shaking it up a bit, which I love. Yeah. So you get the role as Connor, but I can imagine all the versions of Sup Superboy out there. There must be so many. It must have been quite overwhelming as an actor. So how did you settle on the version of Superboy as we see on screen? Well, 
it's funny because exactly what you're saying. Like when I was cast, all I knew was Superboy. You got the role. I had that little snippet from the end of season one to kind of give me an indication of maybe what direction they're going in. There was an after credits tease. Um, but other than that, I really had nothing to go on. So how much of what we see on screen is from the page and how much is you? I mean, it's very hard as an actor when you see a character and you've got to put a bit of yourself in these characters. So, so how, how, you know, how, how did you do that? How much of that character of Connor is you? It's a tough question because it's hard to quantify. Mm. Um, I think there's also, there's always, a there's, you, you find those commonalities, you bring yourself to the character and, and you inevitably, those personality traits and the way that you think and the way that you feel will bleed into the performance. But, um, I really have to give credit to the writers, especially on that first episode, season two, episode six, where we introduced the character. So much of that stuff was on the page and it was just fantastic. I really, I really loved reading that first script and it gave me so much to work with there and, and so much to, to build from. And I feel like the momentum that we generated in that first episode has carried me through all the way to where we are now in season four. And I'm still benefiting from, from the great work that was on the page in that script in episode six, season two. So it's really difficult to say. I'd love to be able to tell you that, oh, you know, it's it's about 30% me and, you know, <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's impossible to quantify that. Um, mm. And, you know, as you play the character for this length of time and, and, and as time goes on, you I guess you start to know the character better and more of you goes into the character, more of the character also bleeds into you and your life too. So in many ways, um, I'm more like Connor than when I first started playing the character as well as him, I guess, being more like me. So, mm. and then, and then I just thought, actually, you're the second person ever to, to play Superboy live action on screen, uh, you know, against the young man that did it in Smallville, uh, back, back in, 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 in the day, which is pretty cool. So when you got the role, did you go and watch season one, and what did you think? And, you know, how anxious were you before shooting season two? It's a funny story, actually. I told this, uh, I was asked this at Comic-Con recently, New York Comic-Con, and um, Greg, the showrunner, was beside me when I answered the question, <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't recall the answer. But um, I had auditioned for season one, and it was the same situation. I sent off a self-tape for a role. I didn't know what the role was because this, the scenes were fake scenes with some random name that I assumed corresponded to a character on the show, but I had no idea who it was. And I, ne I never found out who it was because I didn't get the role. Um, and there's this very silly kind of spiteful, bitter thing that I tend to do where if I don't get the role for a show or get the, get the role. I won't watch the show when it comes out. I'll just be like, I don't want to watch that. It would just remind me of the role that I didn't get and I'll be disappointed and sad and bitter. So that was kind of the situation with season one of Titans. I, I didn't watch it when it came out because uh, I didn't get the role. And um, that was unusual for me because I'm usually in the bag full of this superhero stuff and I probably would have watched it otherwise. Um, but as I 
<laughs> once I got the role of Superboy in season two, that solved the problem quite immediately. So I jumped on, um, it's on Netflix here in Australia. So I jumped on Netflix and finished the whole thing and uh, really enjoyed it. I was very daunted again at the prospect of joining such a talented cast and a cool looking show, not to mention the, the weight of dealing with this intellectual property and these characters that are so beloved. Um, so yeah, there were definitely some nerves. Um, for me, nerves, the only cure for nerves is preparation. So I knew that I really had to do my homework and do my research and be as thoroughly prepared as I possibly could be. And that was the best way for me to combat those nerves on the day. And once the camera started rolling, ultimately, um, my first scene, my first day working on season two, you get into the swing of things and those nerves dissipate, thankfully. I mean, obviously, the cast had been together for season one. So so what was it like to actually join an established cast? Did they make you welcome? Um, you know, how was that experience for you? It was great. Yeah, it was a big cast. And they did all know each other and they were all friends and uh, it was a little bit daunting, but uh, yeah, they were welcoming and it was like a big, a big family, you know, for want of a better word, that's the, the term we always use in the show. And it kind of applies in this situation because uh, I was kind of welcomed and it was a strange staggered start in many ways, because that first episode that I was in, I was essentially the main character for that episode mm. and I didn't really interact with any of the other main cast. So I rocked up at work and I kind of met everyone <laughs> and didn't meet any of the other main cast. So it was me and Crypto and a few other actors that were in that episode. And then after that, when I started shooting um, episode seven, I think it was, or maybe eight, uh, then I met everybody <laughs> and that was kind of a big, a big deal. But I guess what made it a little bit smoother, that transition was that I had kind of become familiar with the sets and the crew and all the other elements that are in play that I was comfortable enough to then have the cast introduced and I was able to be myself and make friends and not kind of just, <laughs> you know, retreat into my turtle shell and not talk to anyone. And now you're part of the furniture as they say which is awesome so the majority the majority of superheroes always get amazing outfits to wear but rightly so superboy doesn't really have like sort of a suit of armor because he is made of armor so let's talk about pressure so you get this role and you know you've got to work out you've got to put the bulk on you've got to look like Superboy. So so what did you have to go through? What did you have to eat or didn't eat to get into Superboy, you know, shape? It was just a massive lifestyle change at the time and I'm at a really good place with it now. Over the years there's been a huge learning curve and I'm grateful for the challenge of it and where do I even begin? So as you say, Superboy doesn't get a suit. He is the suit, really. You have to look the part. And I feel like it's part of my job as an actor to really assist as much as I can in the audience's ability to suspend disbelief. So when I'm performing these 
feats of incredible strength. I want there to be a little bit of that physicality there. I want, I want to look powerful and feel powerful on the day when I'm performing so that that kind of translates to the screen and the audience is able to immerse themselves in the story. Um, essentially what it boiled down to is me putting a lot of pressure on myself to achieve, I guess, a certain level of physical transformation. And I didn't really have much time to do that. So <laughs> there's been... There's been an adjustment of expectations over the years. Um, essentially, again, Greg Walker, I asked him that initial phone call, so do you want me to work out? What kind of shape should I be in? And he really didn't put any pressure on me at all. He was like, oh, you know, you can if you like. And, uh, you know, the, he was very kind. He, he wasn't really willing to put any pressure on me at all. Um, but I took it upon myself. Um, luckily, uh, a family friend of mine, a friend of my dad's, is a former professional bodybuilder. So went to him for help. He agreed to help me out and he started training me every day and instructing me on uh, what to eat and essentially just evolved, involved a lot of lifting heavy weights and, and eating the right foods. Mm. And over the seasons, I've kind of got that down to a science now. and. I feel like there's there's a moment in in season four coming up where you do really see, I guess the the fruition of all of all my hard work. I'm very proud of that scene um, without really giving anything away. But season four is is the best shape I've been in for Connor, and it's kind of the shape that I wish I was in for well since the beginning, really. Mm. Um, I didn't really have the time or the knowledge to kind of fulfill that. So I'm not really sure how much detail you want me to go into. <laughs> no, here, it's, it's fine. It's fine. To be honest, though, to be honest, though, you're Australian. So you've got good genes straight away because literally Australians, you know, they, they, they only have to get up from the sofa and they've got a six pack. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, you know, you can't. It can't be that hard. Look at Chris Hemsworth and and the rest of the uh, the uh, brat pack, as I call them. So season three. I don't know if I'm a fan of um, Chris Hemsworth being the standard for, set for all Australians. I think there's a tough one to live up to. Oh, who 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 would you say then is the standard for Australians? Would you just in terms of physicality i i just think it's an unfair comparison because if, if everything if everybody thinks that we're walking around you know down here in australia looking like chris hemsworth then i don't okay. think there's much hope for it to be honest hugh jackman? <laughs> well hugh, hugh jackman's a, a terrific actor and a hero of mine but in equally impressive shape especially when he's playing wolverine so i think that's uh and he's going to play wolverine again sorry and he's going to play wolverine again I, I cannot he believe is. it, which I cannot wait. I'm very excited. So so we're talking about now special effects because in season three, we see you do everything you can as Connor to save Hank. And I think one of the most, you know, tense scenes was the countdown and you rush in and he explodes. And the special effects in that scene is incredible. What is it like to film something like that and then watch it on screen in all its glory. <laughs> it's, uh, frankly, it's hilarious because <laughs> the reality of filming that scene on the day 
I have to walk into a room just as I'm witnessing Hank explode in front of my face. There's fire everywhere. It's a very serious, intense moment. I've just missed him. I'm, I'm just about to save him, and it, it just blows up in my face. And what I'm doing on the day is walking into a room which is just a set. There's really nothing going on. Everything's in perfect order. Nothing's obviously exploded or degraded or on fire. Um, I'm stepping into a room and there's a cameraman, Joe, who's got a shoulder mounted camera. He's standing on one of those Segway things that wheel you around. He's wheeling towards me, doing a 360 around me where Meanwhile, another guy kind of below my feet is holding up a giant fan like this to, to blow wind at me so it looks like my hair's kind of flying from the explosion. And um, everything is shot within about three seconds because I think the final product was slow motion, so they shoot it in high frames per second. So it goes like that. But... And the show, it's kind of spread out and dramatic and slow motion. So I've got to kind of fit in all these little emotional reactions into this tiny little three-second window of time where there's a guy on a Segway flying around and there's a guy with a fan and there's a bunch of other people doing various things. And um, I guess I'll just say that it's a very good exercise for the imagination in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's an awesome scene, but... but I've got to say, uh, you know, the special effects in this show is is awesome. It really is. I mean, it's. I mean, shows now have become like mini movies. You know, each episode, you know, has got that quality, which I think is fantastic. So let's talk about season four because literally, I'm so so excited. I really am because season three, you know, left us you know without certain people and uh, it's left a lot of questions i think going into season four so so we've got season four coming up on the third of november so are you looking forward because we get some new villains so are you looking forward to maybe exploring the vulnerable side of connor um because these villains they do look like they're not going to be messing about so i mean from an actor's point of view you know you you've got a bit more meat to the bone um this this se- se- season so are you looking forward to that oh yeah uh these villains are incredibly formidable and powerful and they deal in magic and the occult and as you know uh kryptonians notoriously have a weakness to, to magic and mm. Connor's no exception to that. So it was great to uh, finally, it felt like, have a villain that could really go up against Connor and not only hold their own, but really, frankly, kick his ass, which is what happens. And I'm glad it does because it's about time he was humbled. <laughs> um, it feels like that he every physical confrontation he's ever been in, it's he's really stood no chance of really losing unless someone pulls out a dirty trick like Dick Grayson with the kryptonite powder in season three, <laughs> which I don't even count because that was just rude. It but, was. uh, yeah, absolutely though. We, we needed this vulnerability from him and, uh, seeing him come to terms with that vulnerability and that weakness. And, you know, maybe I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. That's interesting for a character that, really it perceives himself to be invincible so i'm excited to 
I was excited to explore that. I'm, I'm excited for the audience to see that. Mm. I mean, it's great. I mean, when you said er earlier on, Connor, in theory, is about five five years old, you know, so he's very new to the world. And as we saw in season three, you know, he's experiencing different emotions. And it's really nice to see Connor grow on screen with these situations and what he does with those because obviously you know he's got two dads he's got superman and lex uh, and we all want him to stay on the super superman side of things but it's quite intriguing to you know to experience the lex side and talking about lex we get to see lex on screen in season four and the actor in question oh my days how amazing <laughs> Does he look? I mean, I presume that we're going to see scenes with you and Lex, uh, with uh, Ty Titus. I, I, I just think he's an awesome actor from Bosch. Um, you know, what's he like to work with and what do we have to expect? Well, what do we have to look forward to with you and Lex um, in season four? Yeah, Titus Welliver so happy that he agreed to play this part because he's he's exceptional he brings such a gravitas and a, and a power to this role that personally as a fan i feel has been lacking from live action for quite a while and this version of lex that he plays in titan season four for me is is, is my favorite live action version and and it's uh very exciting to see connor get to interact with him they do meet, things happen. I can't really say what, I can't really give you any more information than that. <laughs> but you'll have to watch it. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to talk about without giving away spoilers, but obviously that character, there's been a big buildup and we're picking up those story threads that we established way back in season two when we first introduced Superboy and we're developing those ideas and We'll have to see where it leads come November 3rd. <laughs> Don't you just love NDAs? They're great. Li <laughs> literally, you do these interviews and you must have this voice in the back of your head going, no, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't don't don't, don't, don't say that. You're going to be in trouble. Um, no, that that is fine. Um, so what has been the most challenging part for you during season four? um you know as as an actor with your character of connor most challenging thing um that's a tough one i've had such a blast on season four i feel like i was let off the leash in many ways and what i'm talking about will become apparent especially once the first six episodes are out um the first half of the season this year but I really just had so much fun with it. Um, none of it really felt like hard work. It all felt like an opportunity to play and be creative and mm. develop ideas that we'd already kind of touched on, but kind of delved deeper into those. And I, I, I mean, there were some long days, there were some tricky locations, but it's all part of the fun, really. Mm. Um, I think without spoiling it there was one day which i found particularly grueling um where it's all of us together it's all of the titans plus jinx at that point we're in a room we're talking 
it just so happens that for this scene, I didn't have any lines. Connor's just kind of there listening to what everyone's saying. And because there's so many people in the room, we need to get a camera on every individual actor and that takes all day. So there was that one day where I was kind of just standing there listening to everyone talk for an entire day. That's fine because you want to be involved, but... You know. could, well, you know what? You can make your eyebrows do the acting and you can upstage everyone because, you know, it's not about the words, is, is it? It's, it's it's about you being present there on screen, which is all, all awesome. Um, so there were some rumours, and I don't know if you can say or not, because there were some rumours about a potential crossover with Stargirl. And then sad, sadly, today we've had the news that Stargirl is actually being stopped after season three. So so there's no more Stargirl after season three that I think the finale uh, is shown on the 7th of December, which is uh, very, very dis- dis- disappointing. But there was a photo um, of um, Stargirl, good old Breck, uh, with Gar uh, and Jeff, Jeff Johns and a wonderful director there, uh, Eric Dean Seaton. I mean... Is there a chance that Stargirl could be appearing in the Titans, or or can you not say? Is there a chance? Uh, yeah, there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance of anything happening, really. Um, <laughs> in the multiverse, you know, there's a variety of things that could happen that could eventuate. Um, as I'm answering this question, I get the sense that there's a small red dot appearing on my forehead somewhere. Um, <laughs> Your NDA is bubbling away. It's ready to... Yeah. It's, it's on a countdown. It's on a countdown. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny, unfortunately. But that is, um, I'm very sorry that Stargirl's uh, not going any further. That's disappointing to hear. Yeah, it is, but, um, because it was Jeff Jeff John's baby, baby and and I just can't can't believe it and it's really disappointing it really really is but we've had three great seasons uh it's a great cast great story um but yeah it's it's disappointing but we've got to enjoy it white lass um so have you kept anything from production uh so far from uh season two on onwards as like a keepsake Oh, yes, I have. Uh, it's a shame yeah. that I haven't chosen to conduct this uh, interview in my upstairs area where I have all my collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a few things, yeah. Um, season four, I got to... I'll just be vague about it because if I went into, into specifics, it'd give away plot points. So um, I got to keep one of my costumes, which was very exciting. Um I got to, yeah, hmm, this is tough, <laughs> because if I were to tell you what they were, then they might raise certain questions. <laughs> um, let's just say that I, ever since I was cast in this role, um, I have gone out of my way to collect anything of note or value or remotely connected to Superboy or Superman wherever possible. So I've got a whole room full of um, little knickknacks and collectibles that, uh, you know, keepsakes that I'll just hang on to for probably forever. <laughs> that, that, that is fine. I'm exactly the same. I've got an original crystal from the original Superman movie um that was in the fortress of solitude which my wife keeps on trying to get me to sell and i'm like no that is gonna 
be with me till my last days. So you recently went to New York Comic Con. Was this your first Comic Con that you've ever been to? It's the first one that I've been to in an official capacity. So I've, I've been to a couple of others, uh, local ones in Australia, one in Perth, one in Melbourne. I was actually working at the Perth one um, as a representative for a trampoline company, of all things, selling wow. trampolines. How things change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, when I was supposed to be working, uh, spruiking these trampolines, I snuck off into a into a conference hall to listen to Brent Spiner talk about Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, that was my first Comic-Con. I'm, I'm a big fan of that show and of him, so that was fun. Um, Melbourne, uh, we had a Comic-Con here called Supernova. I kind of went to that as just, you know, just for fun, not in any official capacity. But uh, yes, New York was my first American Comic-Con and my first time going with the show, and it was... Truly an unforgettable experience to be able to to go to that as part of Titans and with, you know, a couple of my co-stars to talk about the new season and interacting with fans and getting to show off some clips and uh, talk about the new season. So it was, yeah, just really, I think it was a, probably a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me. And how bizarre must that feel that you used to go to conventions and you used to go round and now you've got no chance in hell in going round a convention as a convention goer anymore because literally you must get recognised. Do you rec I presume you get recognised a lot in Australia. P people think it's this land far, far away, but but um, I'm sure you sure sure you get re re recognised now. Every now and then, you know, every now and then, but it's, it's, it's not obtrusive. And every time it happens, it's, it's delightful. You know, the, the people that I meet, they, they just want to say hi. And it's cool to, to chat to people about the show who are enthusiastic. And I always really love meeting people. Um, Comic Cons though, uh, one of the places where you can kind of just put on a red hood mask and walk around and no one asks any questions. So mm -hmm. if you want to be anonymous, you can so there we go if you see a red hood going around a convention you know it's joshua there you go you've just had it um, yeah. <laughs> so season four cannot wait uh without your nda blowing up in our faces what can the fans expect um how wild is the ride gonna be for season four? Oh, it's a wild ride these characters absolutely go through it this this season we're gonna see all of the characters all of the titans have a beautifully fulfilled interesting dynamic character arc for the season for my money it's the best season we've ever made it's my personal favorite season we've ever made there's a lot for connor in there so i do have a strong bias but regardless i'm very excited for the season to come out and i'm just just aching to, to hear what people think of this season because I, I think that they're going to love it. Excellent. Uh, my last quest question is the same question I ask all my guests. If your life was a movie, Joshua, what title would it have? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I wish I had some uh, lead-in time for this question. I could have thought of something. <laughs> um, if my life was a movie... Uh, 
I'd call it. Oh gosh, we're gonna have to edit out the pause here while I think of an answer. That is fine. I can edit out whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Um, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? I'm I'm gonna edit it so literally you answer within half a second, and people are gonna be like, "Wow, this guy is super fast in real life." Incredible. Yeah, incredible. Um, I'd probably call it something ridiculous. I'd probably call it something so wacky and far-fetched and referential that people would have to watch it only for them to put it on and realize it's actually not that good. Like, um, I'd call it Electric Boogaloo colon The Quest for Peace. I would watch that. That sounds like a that sounds like a cool It sounds like a cool indie movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds like a movie. It sounds like something. No, that's great. Joshua, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much you for uh, coming onto the show all the way from Melbourne in Australia and season four. I cannot wait. I really can't. Look after yourself, keep safe and stay super, as I always say. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Be More Super, the podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by PropStore.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Be More Super and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at Be More Super, the podcast and on Twitter at Be More Super. Keep safe and stay super.